You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. What I do. How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. Winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history. 35-2-1. Member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Welcome in. It is a Jay Barker show. We're Friday edition and uh, got a great lineup for you coming up. Dr. Sway Sway is going to join us. He'll be at the uh, 1215 and uh, he is a renowned neurosurgeon. We're going to talk about Tua, which is the big topic of the day and uh, get into that and some audio from that uh, from Mike McDaniel coming up here in just a second as well. Also, we'll talk Andrew Bone uh, recruiting at 130. We got Tony Curry, Tony Curry Radio Network in the house, as well as Matt Colts and Lars Anderson. I'm Jay Barker, and I uh, want to remind you that uh, we are presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out to Top Golf today; you'll absolutely love it. And uh, Top Golf of Birmingham with a coworker, family, or friends—great place to go out. Whether it's tailgating before those UAB games, any type of event at Protective Stadium, you'll love Top Golf of Birmingham. Also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. All right, let's get right to it. Uh, Tua is the main topic, and uh, here was Mike McDaniel. Uh, trying to uh, really, uh, really asked uh, if he should have handled uh, to his week three injury differently. This is what he said and how he explained it. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. If 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 I would have, that would be irresponsible in the first place, and I I shouldn't I shouldn't be in this position. I don't think that his 
an, an injury from last week um, uh, made hit, made him fall the same way this week, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do not have any, like absolutely zero patience for or will ever um, put a put a, posi- a player in a position to, um, for them to be in harm's way. That is like not um, what I'm about at all, and no outcome of a game would ever influence me being irresponsible as the head coach of the football team. Again, that was Mike McDaniel and uh, the head Dolphins, our head coach of the Dolphins. Last week we saw, actually just on Sunday, we saw Tua go down uh, with a push, lands on the back of his head, gets up, stumbles a little bit. They said it was maybe a spine, neck, or, or back issue. Uh, clear to play right there on a Thursday, which is, what, just really three days off before contact again. Last night slung to the ground and uh, looked like he had a seizure with his hands tensing up, and uh, now they, they took him to the hospital and a lot of criticism coming down on the Miami Dolphins, not only their training staff, coaching staff, the team doctors. And again, we'll have the uh, renowned neurosurgeon Swade Swade with us coming up at 1215 right here in Birmingham, Alabama. Love to hear his thoughts on this, what he's seen through uh, the contact as well as how to reacted to it. But guys, good afternoon. Uh, man, what another beautiful day in Birmingham, Alabama as we get ready for a lot of great matchups around the SEC. Last night, South Carolina State was taken down by South Carolina 50-10. to 10. South Carolina gets a big win, and we got a lot of big matchups coming up this weekend, one being Alabama and Arkansas, 2.30 on CBS. That is at Arkansas, again, 2.30 on CBS. But let's welcome in Tony Curry from the Tony Curry Radio Network, Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson. Guys, I hope you're doing well today. And, uh, man, a lot to get into, but this Tua story definitely top of mind for a lot of fans around the country as well as uh, especially Alabama fans uh, praying for him, hoping everything's fine. And Jay Bird, to get back to uh, the games last night, you see what happens when Utah State doesn't throw a football game. They actually compete a little bit against BYU last <laughs> night. They almost knocked off a team that was a 26-point favorite last night. So I, I congratulate you to actually get out there and play your football players. Uh, no, on the TikTok world, uh, in all caps, CYA has been seen all over the place. That stands mm-hmm. for cover your, you know what. Uh, and that's what Coach... Derriere. Yeah, uh, that's what the, the coach, the Miami Dolphins, uh, was, was doing uh, post-game last night. Listen, I watched uh, Amazon Prime last night. I watched the game. It was uh, the biggest crowd they ever had in Cincinnati Bengals history at a football game. It was a Thursday night. Uh, they had 16 million people watching that game. Miami Dolphins come in 3-0, and uh, playing lights out, and two, of course, coming off that incredible victory just a couple of weeks ago where he threw six touchdown passes. The thing that, that really there's – there's several things here, and I, I could do the whole two hours on this, to be honest with you, because I've been talking about it all morning long. Um, first of all, you know, Jay, when, when you and I started our, 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 our morning show uh, 15, 20 years ago, there were only three types of concussions. Concussion one, concussion two, and concussion three. One, of course, was minimal. Two was moderate. Three was severe. And, and we're realizing now some 15, 20 years later, and, and it's changing from day to day, that concussions are kind of like the autism spectrum. Every concussion is different. It depends on genetic predisposition. It depends on whether it's your first concussion, your second concussion, your third concussion. It depends on, you know, other physical and mental incapacitations with, with a particular individual. So we can't look at this concussion protocol that I think is really interesting. I, I don't know. I'm not a doctor, and I can't wait to get to Dr. Swaitsweet on, who, by the way, did my back and, and neck surgery about 10 years ago and saved my life. I, I, I don't know if there is a... Um, 
a legitimate test to tell if someone has actually been concussed. And what I mean by that is there were several former NFL players on Amazon Prime's postgame last night saying that they wanted a concussion protocol knowing they've been concussed but wanted to play again and knew all the right answers. This reminds mm-hmm. me of getting pulled over drunk at 2 o'clock in the morning. Uh, you can walk the straight line. You can do your ABCs frontwards and backwards. You can touch your nose. But when they do the pencil test in front of your face, your eyes will flutter and jerk side to side if you've been drinking or had you know imbibing. Uh, I don't know if there's a definitive test in concussion protocol that you could look at and say, okay, this guy's been concussed, whether he can talk well or not. What really bothers me is the majority of people saying, I just saw him two hours ago. He looked happy. He's super fine. I had dinner with him last night. He seems like he's in a great mood. He feels wonderful. That doesn't tell you anything about whether the guy's actually been concussed or not. Now, to go back to the previous week, I've had back issues my entire life. And Dr. Swade Swade, I, I broke my back and hyperextended my neck, and he fixed me. I should have been paralyzed. I watched the video several times after he said it was a back or ankle issue to see how he reacted. And he did react like he had a back issue. But if he had a back issue, he would not have run off the football field the way he did in that Buffalo game. Hold on. i got to stop you. If you've had a back, if it's a back issue, do you act like you're punch drunk? Do you uh, lose? It, do you, you, and, you, and, and also, do you, do you shake your head right when you get up like you're trying to get the cobwebs no, out? Not. No, and again, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, Here, here's the, here, here's the a, piece, and, and you want to nip this all in the bud. Here's the piece. When Tua Tungvaloa was taken out of the football game against Buffalo for what we thought was a concussion, they reported, the team reported, that he was out and questionable for the second half because of a head injury. Yeah, then they changed it. Then they changed it from a head injury to the back and the ankle. I want to know what physician put out that injury report to the NFL or the NFL Network or the announcers that it was a head injury, and who changed it to a back and ankle situation. I think we can find out a lot about that. Um, Listen, and Jay, you can speak on this because you played the game. I know you guys want to play. Even guys (laughs) who now see... Uh, these guys who are in their 40s and 50s that are going through CTEs and all kinds of situations with their brains and, and, and losing their lives in their 50s and 60s, you want to play outside some type of medical situation where it's an arm, a leg, a broken finger, you get shot up, you go back in. That's a tough guy, right? But when you're messing with the brain, the National Football League doesn't do that anymore, and that's why you have a third-party source who's supposed to be part of this situation and telling people. Before I forget, I want to ask you the question, Jay, because Fitzpatrick came on last night and said there are four or five individuals in every stadium every Saturday, Sunday, Monday, whenever they're playing football, that is keeping their eye on the field with binoculars to look and see if they see anything strange from a concussive standpoint. And if they see something, they radio down to the sidelines, and they tell them, get this guy off the field and get him in concussion protocol. Is that true? Because I- I've never heard of that before. Of course, Fitzpatrick played they with the Dolphins. They just started that recently, uh, Tony. I- I- yeah, I, 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 and so that is a situation where last week, if you saw Tua Tungvaloa, regardless of whether it's a back issue, and you could have made the argument that if it was a back issue, he should not have been playing last night. Not if he's looking like that after he's fallen to the ground. I realize they're 3-0, and and I know it's a primetime game, and I know the NFL wants the best of the best on the football field. And by the way, Teddy Bridgewater did a nice job in cleanup. Um, but, but that, yeah, I want to find out who said this was a head injury initially and who changed it to a back. And But again... Just be and Jay, I know you've been concussed. Just because you've been concussed doesn't mean that you're not happy. 
Doesn't mean you look right. Doesn't mean you can't walk straight. You can have a concussion and have all those things. I've had one. I know how it goes. So everyone's going, well, you look great an hour before the game. We talked to him for two hours and blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, I have so much to say on this subject. Yeah. But, but Jay, it was a concussion that essentially ended your career, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And uh, Suede actually was the one that said, uh, no more. Uh, at that time, I, they wanted to play me like a couple weeks later. Um, and they, you know, again, this is... 20-something years ago at, and in the first XFL. But, um, yeah, I look forward to, to spending time with uh, Dr. Swade coming up next and get his thoughts on it. But, Tony, yeah, there are guys there that are supposed to be watching and be going on for the last few years, uh, watching and making sure. And then they can pull a guy out of a game without the coaches or anybody even having a decision about it if they feel like he's, you know, moving around, swaying, doing certain things that they think looks like there may have been a concussion. They're supposed to pull him out of the game and uh, do all the initial protocols just to kind of make sure uh, that he's healthy enough to get back in it's not so much the concussions uh i mean it is i mean the concussions are bad it's what happens right after that or days after that if the if the brain has not healed and i think that's the the key here and that's i don't know if that's why he went into seizure if that's the case or whatever we'll get swayed uh, thought about uh, coming up on the other side dr swayed swayed renowned neurologist and uh, as tony talked about saved his life and saved many people's lives and uh, done a lot of things over the years but uh, really understands this part of it as well and has been a part of uh, different uh, things where uh, task force to help with concussions and other brain type injuries stay with us we'll talk to him coming up on the other side we'll be back live from avx You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. A national championship team covering a national championship team. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. Compare that to clear and cool tonight, the low 51. For tomorrow and Sunday, lots of sunshine both days. Highs between 77 and 80. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 75 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Everything he does seems to come out right. Once I went to hear them play at a club outside of town. I was so surprised I was hypnotized by the sound of cats cooking out. Welcome back in as we continue our number one here on this Friday edition. You're ready for Alabama and uh, traveling to Arkansas, 2.30 on CBS. But we've been talking a lot about two of the top story, not only uh, in the NFL, but especially here in the state of Alabama and across the nation dealing with concussions. We're going to welcome in uh, one of the experts and uh, just a renowned neurologist and has done a lot for not only me. Uh, Dr. Sway, Tony Curry is with us, who you worked on. we got Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter, and myself. What a pleasure to have you on and uh, great to hear from you. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Jay. Hi, everybody. Well, let's let's just start with what did you see, and um, kind of what did you take away from last week's hit to this week's hit, and, and the reaction. It looked like he seized up. Not sure if that was the case. I haven't heard all the information yet from the doctors that have come out, but uh, just kind of get your thoughts on uh, from last week to this week, and just your professional opinion. Right. Well, I think last night was quite scary in the beginning. He fell obviously and hit his head in what we call acceleration deceleration. You know, his head very rapidly went down and then suddenly stopped, which resulted in him suffering what I consider to be a severe, significant concussion. You know, the word concussion means violently shaking. 
So as imagine the brain within the skull to have shaken pretty badly. So he suffered a concussion. And what was scary about it was the way he postured his hands and arms. And we call this fencing or posturing. It could indicate a more severe form of injury to the brain or trauma to the brain. But in essence, because of his recovery over the last, you know, 24 or 12 hours or so, I consider this to have been a severe concussion, more severe than the usual. And uh, that's really the sum of it. And thankfully, the posturing did not indicate a more severe brain injury that it could have presented as. Doc, uh, I want to thank you personally. I haven't spoke to you since uh, you did surgery on my uh, broken back and hyperextended neck about 10 years ago, but I remember sitting in your office and you told me that uh, I should have been paralyzed and, and you basically saved me from that, and I greatly appreciate that. I, I pray for you and your practice almost uh, every single day. Um, a lot of great news coming out after the game and that he was, yes, yeah, sir, uh, that, that, he was, uh, that he had feeling in all of his extremities. Um, right. What does that does that have anything to do with concussion? First of all, and second of all, in a, in a major back injury like I had, uh, how important it is that you f- have feeling in your extremities, and does that mean you're out of danger? Well, it's it's very important. It's a good sign that you had feeling in all of your extremities this quickly after the incident. So that's a very good sign. As a matter of fact, uh, it indicates that you know. In a concussion, brain activity is temporarily interrupted, basically. It's like, you know, turning off the electricity. But it then it reestablishes itself pretty relatively quickly. And as the brain begins to function again, then you gain movement and sensation uh, again. And that's a very good sign. Now, in his case, obviously, I think that he needs to have an MRI scan of his neck as well as the brain. I think they've done the brain and it looks okay, no structural damage. But I think his cervical spinal cord should be checked just to make absolutely sure that there is no damage there because that also could manifest with loss of sensation that could be then rapidly regained. But still, there could be damage. So they, I would check for that to be absolutely sure about it. But it's a very good what, what was what came back. Yes, sir. What was what you saw in the Buffalo game when they when he came out? The team first reported that it was a head injury. Then they changed it to a back and ankle issue. Was the way he reacted? And I know it was only five or six seconds. Was the way he acted indicative of a person who perhaps had a back injury to you, Tony? I don't think so. In my you know my observation again, I will not second guess anybody who was there, but just my observation. You're talking about the game last week, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. I thought he had a mild concussion. It was my opinion just from watching uh, TV. So I did think that he had a mild concussion. Concussion, but I assume the staff, you know, examined him very carefully before they allowed him to continue to play. But that was my impression. Doctor, there's so many things about this that I, I find utterly baffling, and uh, one of them is the fact that he gets uh, Tua gets wheeled off on a on a stretcher, taken to local hospital, University of Cincinnati Medical Center, and then he was cleared without o- overnight observation to fly on an airplane. And it's been my understanding that really the worst thing you can do if you think you are concussed is to get on an airplane. Am I correct in that? And uh, were you surprised, given the fact of uh, Tua's response to the hit, um, that uh, he was released? You know, again, it puts 
it puts us in a difficult position to try to pass judgment on what other people did, you know, in the last uh, few hours. I obviously, I guess I, you know, he played at Alabama. I like to, I uh, care about Tua, and I'm sure everybody else does too. But I would have probably been slightly more protective of him. I probably would have watched him overnight in the hospital. But I hope that they had good reasons for what they did. But I will tell you this, um, you know, we can't go back over what has happened in the last several hours. But going forward, you know, I think that his neck should be checked to make sure that there's no trouble there. And I would assume the staff will do neurocognitive testing on him quite frequently uh, to make sure that he is recovering well with all of his uh, brain functions. And that he would, going forward, I will say, I will give an opinion that I would be very careful to let him play again anytime soon and would not let him play again until all of his symptoms, whatever they may be, have disappeared and that his neurocognitive testing is perfectly normal. And if that takes a couple of weeks, well, it just takes a couple of weeks. And that would be, I would be very firm about what to do going forward. I would be less judgmental about things that have been done in the past. Dr. Swade Swade, our guest, he is a world-renowned neurologist and uh, brain surgeon uh, here in Birmingham, Alabama, and uh, been a friend of ours for a long, long time. And uh, they did work on me as well, kind of in the same situation. I was in uh, Chicago, uh, Swade, and it's been a while, so I, I think you may remember. And I came back, and my you normally have a little bit of curvature in your neck, and my neck was straight as a board. The team was like, right. you'll be ready in a week. You'll be ready in two weeks. And you're like, you're not playing the rest hmm. of the year. Not unless that relaxes back out and you have that curvature back in your neck. And I had a severe concussion as well. Um, and I, that really in, ended my career. I decided then to hang it up because I couldn't feel my left foot in the ambulance on the way to St. Luke's Hospital. And, it, and at the same time, they made me spend the night. That was one of the things that, that uh, you just brought up, Lars. Uh, they said you can't travel on a plane uh, after this has happened. It's just not good for your brain. Not good for that to happen. But wh where does he go from here? I mean, if, if you're too, I mean, do you get... A second look, do you go somewhere else just to make sure that you're getting the right advice? Well, no, I think he's back in Miami now, and I, and I know that there are several, several good neurosurgeons there in Miami, and I'm sure the team will reach out to at least one of them to make sure, A, that there's no structural damage to the brain, B, that there's no structural compression or damage to the cervical spinal cord, and then to do the things that we talked about, and that is assess him for any symptoms, check his neurocognitive function, that is his ability to think straight, recall, and, uh, and, and speak appropriately. And I think that with observation like this, then I would still be careful about playing him again anytime soon. And let me tell you, there's a concept we have called the second impact injury, mm -hmm. second impact injury. So if you have a concussion and then soon after have a second concussion, it can be much more severe, and it can really cause serious damage to the brain. So we must avoid the possibility of a second impact injury. So in your case, Jay, you know, we go way back. You're like one of my own boys, you know. I wasn't mm -hmm. going to take a chance. And, yes, I told you exactly what I thought you should do. And look at you. You are still doing great and thinking straight. And I'd rather have that than have you play one more football game and get hurt for life. And that's the way I would say about Tua as well. Only the best here on the Jay Barker Radio Network, and he is the best. Dr. Swayway joins us here in just a couple more questions, Doc. You know, we were talking about 
several football players after the game saying they went through concussion protocols just as recent as five years ago and were asked some questions on the sidelines. They knew how the test went. They answered the questions correctly so they could get back out and play despite the fact they knew they'd been concussed. Is there a definitive test not a question, but a definitive test to a player to see. And I, and I use this, uh, you know, the drinking analogy on the side of the road. You can walk the line. You can do the ABCs frontwards and backwards. But when they do the pencil in your face, they can see the fidgeting in the eyes. Is there a definitive test to find out if someone's been concussed? There is not a definitive test. I think that's Tony. Um, there is not a definitive test. And I think clinical judgment has to be taken into consideration. The physician on the sidelines. And I think the NFL has done a great job to have, I think, neurologists. By the way, I'm a neurosurgeon, but, you know, the neurologist can assess for this. And to have them there, and their clinical judgment has to also be taken into consideration. You look at a patient, and you can tell when their, excuse me, light has been, you know, wrong and all of that. So I think the clinical judgment also must be used so that no one can trick their way out of, out of the diagnosis. And the other thing that's important is to educate the players and explain to them how important it is for them to be honest about it and that we care about them. They're human beings above all. And as much as they would like to play, we must explain to them that that could alter their life forever. And we don't want that. So I think you're exactly right. The testing alone is not definitive. The physician on the sideline must be honest and tell the head coach, this is the way I feel. And that should be obeyed and respected. Dr. Sway, we can't thank you enough. Great information and uh, from a uh, world-renowned uh, neurosurgeon. And uh, real quick, tell everybody about your – I know it's been open for a while there in Vestavia, but the new clinic, the Sway and Swade clinic that you have and uh, where it's at and how people, if they need help with anything like this, uh, that they can go out and, and, and a beautiful facility, by the way. Thank you, Jay. We have been uh, at, at uh, work for about three years in it now. It is, it is really a great uh, service to people from this area and throughout the state and the southeast, frankly. We are doing uh, total joint replacements on an outpatient basis now. We are doing cervical and lumbar surgeries on an outpatient basis. So Tony, Tony would have had his surgery and gone home that day. Uh, now wow. that's the way we do it. And so it's doing really well. And if anybody needs any neurological spine or orthopedic uh, orthopedic attention, they could go online and look for the Suede Clinic. And I think we can hook them up with people who are excellent in, in what they do. World-class facilities, no doubt about it. Uh, Dr. Suede, thank you. Great to hear from you and uh, great to talk to you. Thanks again for your time. You're so welcome, Jay, uh, Tony, Lars, all of you. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Thank you, Doc. Appreciate Dr. you. Dr. Suede Wade joining us. And, uh, yeah, that was one of the scariest times of my life. I know for you, Tony, as well, when you went through yours and to have somebody there that has uh, the answers, that can tell you exactly what's going yeah. on, that has the type of experience. Uh, Dr. Suede is from Galilee, believe it or not, came to Birmingham, or actually went to Harding University, then to Birmingham, uh, UAB, then to was Kuma uh, uh, whatever it is, uh, at Alabama's medical school then i think he moved to san diego for his internship and stuff and then back to birmingham so been a part of this community for a long time it does a terrific job and uh, and in his country when you're named your first and last name the same it is an honor so dr suede suede for joining us mm -hmm. tell me do you have a tease 
Yeah, I did. And, and real quick, too, uh, Dr. Swade Swade, of course, at the time he did my surgery, his uh, lovely bride was a body double for one Pamela Anderson at one point yeah. in time. So it pays to be a doctor. Uh, yeah. Christy. Pretty nice yeah. job there. We all missed out. We should have gone to med school. So, so, so and, and you know what, Jay? I was at work the day after my surgery. I remember coming in and seeing you guys the next morning, uh, which should tell you something about how good he is. So why are neurologists studying woodpeckers? We'll talk about it coming up next year on the Jay Barker Radio Network. I could have seen Lars as a doctor, no doubt. All right, we'll be back. <laughs> You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205 716 Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds. 
built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to SiebelsCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at SiebelsCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. Why were to his hands stuck like this? Um, I've gotten a concussion before. Thankfully, um, the concussion I got was clearly not as bad as Tua's. But Tua, more than likely, in my mind, had a concussion on the Sunday game when he was stumbling off the field, grabbing his head. You all remember that clip. If not, look at my page for the previous clip of that. And if he had a concussion on Sunday, just four or five days ago, then he's still dealing with brain trauma. If you're dealing with brain trauma, then even the slightest hit to the head makes you more susceptible to once again, having a more increased level of brain trauma. I was talking to a neurologist and she told me that we are with our knowledge of the brain where we were with our knowledge of the heart in the 1960s. We do not know what we do not know. So Tua more than likely is suffering an injury more severe than we can even classify at this junction in time. Why were Tua's hands stuck like this? Welcome back in as we continue. Uh, Manu Ako, I think that's how you pronounce it. Is that right, Ako? Uh, why does our uh, uh, Philadelphia Eagle player, excuse me, uh, that was his take on it, talking about his past concussions and kind of what he saw and uh, Tua definitely being the uh, hot topic of last night and he got a lot of text messages from former players, uh, people that are watching the game, kind of wanting to get a take on it. And, um, man, it was scary. And I know a lot of prayers were going up for Tua as they were taking him off the field. And uh, I really honestly just I, I was surprised after what happened on Sunday. I thought there's no way that they're going to play him this quickly. Uh, on a Thursday night, I thought for sure they would probably uh, go with the backup and have him there as an emergency guy if they needed. So Bridgewater would have gotten the start and actually had, actually had a pretty good game um, after he got in there. But um, very surprised by that and did not like the way it looked last night. And I uh, hope he's going to do do fine and come back and be okay. And, um, but I, I think they've got to really evaluate this. I, I would say this, Lars and Tony, uh, the scrutiny that Mike McDaniel, the scrutiny that the, the training staff, the doctors, the team doctors there for the dolphins are under right now nationally from the media, as well as fans and just even fans that aren't, they don't like the dolphins. They still don't feel like a player should be on the field going through that and watching that and seeing that up close of him with his fingers tensing up, 
even the way that he stumbled after that first hit back on Sunday against Buffalo, uh, not a good look for the Dolphins right now. And you would think, uh, but based on just what has happened this past week, that they would be a lot more careful of how they handle the situation from every uh, single aspect, legally as well as the perception of it uh, to a lot of the fans out there. And I think the NFL needs to step in. The Player Association definitely has. They stepped in before, kind of figuring out uh, you know, how the protocol went down and should he been back even in Buffalo, even in that Buffalo game on Sunday. Well, not only do we have to protect players from themselves, we have to protect players from their franchises. And that's why the NFL and the NFLPA adopted a third-party source who had no control over anything in the National Football League but to look at the concussion protocol. And that's what was supposed to happen. But you know who the third-party part- source is paid by? Yeah, I know. The team. I understand. Uh, and, and you know, call me gullible, uh, and I'd like to give people the benefit of the doubt, but I would hope that they would not throw a 24-year-old out there after seeing what we saw on this past Sunday uh, on a Thursday night game, regardless of how big the game is. I mean, if it was a Super Bowl or a playoff game, maybe. Uh, but two is going to get out there and play. So, uh, you know, it's really interesting. We, we talked about this, and I, and I meant to ask Dr. Swaitswood about it because they're, they've been doing ongoing research, research neurologists on, on woodpeckers. And we brought this up because the, the question is, how can woodpeckers peck into wood like they do and not get concussed themselves? Well, we come to find out their tongues, their tongues are actually wrapped around their brains. They go up through the roof of their mouth and they go around and their tongue actually wraps around the woodpecker's brains. And so it's, it's cushioned every time they hit the wood. And they're trying to figure out, and Jay, we, we talked about this 10 years ago, and I, I don't yeah. know if there's going to be, you know, we've talked about blowing Aaron helmets. Uh, we've got these Hans devices that certainly you're going to see a lot of in the Talladega Super Speedway. I know there's something in the National Football League that's comparable to that. Uh, but they're actually trying to figure out, is there a way that we can somehow insert some type of air inside of our skulls in order to allow our brains some wiggle room? And I don't know if we're ever going to see that in our lifetime. Um, but, you know, Jay, we're talking about a sport that is so much more violent now. I don't know if you saw any of the BYU game last night. It was a slobber knocker. I mean, there were so many late calls, late hits. I mean, they were getting after it last night. I was like, you could hear the whole crowd as the Buffalo Wild Wings. They weren't watching that game. They were watching the BYU game. People were like, oh. And, I mean, they, every single hit. I don't know what it's like running a – it's like running into a brick wall at 45 miles an hour 16 times, you know, in the course of a two-hour period. I, the players these days are so much more violent. They're bigger. They're faster. Uh, it is a violent game. I get it. They're doing everything they can to protect these players, but I don't know what else more they can do when it comes to concussion. Well, last night, as Tua was on the ground and and his hands were in that that frozen uh, in that frozen place that they were, to me, that was the scariest thing I've seen on an NFL in an NFL game since Dennis Bird. Remember Dennis Bird? Mm-hmm. He was a defensive tackle for the New York Jets. And uh, this is dating myself, but back on November 29, 1992, he was rushing. uh, They were playing the Chiefs and rushing uh, the quarterback. I think it was David Craig. Craig stepped forward to avoid the tackle, and Bird collided with his teammate, Scott Mesereau. And uh, Bird ducked his head at the last moment, collided with Mesereau's chest, and uh, left him with a broken fifth uh, cervical vertebrae, and uh, he couldn't walk. Uh, he was able to eventually walk, but it was just a, a harrowing situation. 
and it was the same way last night, Jay. And uh, I, I was worried. I was thinking, is there a brain bleed here going on? Uh, when I was uh, 11 years old, uh, my family and I went on vacation to uh, Hawaii. And my dad uh, was diabetic, and he went into diabetic shock and at, at the beach. It, it was, we were literally on, on Waikiki. And, um, and, and, and he just, he, 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 he shook and then he fell to the ground and his arms, his hands did the exact mm -hmm. same thing that Tua's did. But listen, if you're ever going to go into diabetic shock, one of the best places to do it is at Waikiki <laughs> because it's like, is there a doctor around? Yeah, and yeah. like 50 people come charging at my dad and, and they were able to get things, but he just really needed sugar, uh, intake. But but, Jay, you raised a good point about Miami, and right now they are definitely a hated franchise, and it goes back to Brian Flores and the lawsuit that he filed uh, uh, saying that, you know, the owner was uh, trying to get him, give him bonus money to lose games in order, ironically, to draft Tua, right? Remember the tank for Tua idea? And, uh, and that lawsuit, I believe, has been resolved in some capacity. And then you have the tampering uh, allegations with um, uh, uh, Tom Brady and the owner and, and trying to manipulate this whole situation where Brady would become part owner and he would leave the Bucks, and then somehow he would become uh, a, a player for the Bucks and this whole conspiracy thing that Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk is just absolutely obsessed with. Um, but I'll go back to Richie Incognito. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that whole situation uh, blew up with the Miami Dolphins as well, and he continued to play until recently. Yeah, so um, look, this thing is going to get thoroughly examined, and you can go on Twitter right now and actually find uh is very easy because uh tua is trending and find the doctor that okayed him to play in the buffalo game and i know that he is just getting blown up by people because uh, there's outrage across the country it's mm -hmm. not just here in alabama where we all do we all love Tua. we all we all feel like tua is uh, a part of our lives because he was such a special player here and a, a special person and and you know it, it, moving the whole family here uh, to live in the Birmingham area. And, uh, it, Jay, it was just, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm still just, just uh, it, let me put it this way. It's going to be hard to get that image of Tua on the ground out of my mind. It's the worst thing I've seen since the Joe Theismann break. That, that, was, that was the yeah. first time we had seen that on film, and it was just horrible to watch. And that, that it gave me the same gut feeling, much to your point, yeah. Yeah, two things. One is that... Um, the way he was thrown down last night, I mean, normally that kind of throw down, it doesn't really affect you as much. Um, and it, mm -hmm. But it was, the, it was the swishing of the brain, it seemed like. And, and that was the first one. I saw him tense up like that. I'm like, oh, Lord. I mean, this is like the second hit. You know, this is after the brain, before the brain is really uh, healed. Now, again, you know, I'm not a doctor, and, and but it's just my initial reaction to it was like, it shouldn't have been that bad. And, he, and why did he react but like it was that, a you know? Say it again. Jay, it was the, it was the, like in the exact same spot though, right? Yeah, as last week. But you you'll yeah. see a hit like that almost every play, you know. And that's, that's right. You get thrown down like that. It just it seemed like that it was more than just four days ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other thing is, the woodpecker's tongue wraps around his brain. Wow, 
Well, I'll yes. take our brain. They only live four to 11 years, so I'll take the human brain over the wrap around the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be back. Stay with us. Hour number two, uh, one continues. We'll wrap it up. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average, and those savings add up. Imagine what you could buy in the future. So I use the savings from switching to Progressive. Clear and cool tonight, the low 51. For tomorrow and Sunday, lots of sunshine both days. Highs between 77 and 80. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 77 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Welcome back in as we wrap up hour number one here on this Friday edition, getting ready for Alabama Arkansas tomorrow at 2.30 on CBS. But the uh, big story today is definitely Mentua and the uh, head injury last night and really just praying for him, thinking about him. And uh, I know a lot of folks are as well, but um, we got a lot to dive into uh, with this game and breaking it down as well as, well as other SEC matchups coming up this weekend. Last night was South Carolina and South Carolina State. South Carolina won that 50-10. to 10. We got Kentucky at Ole Miss. Alabama at Arkansas, Texas A&M at Mississippi State, LSU at Auburn. It's going to be a big one for Harson. Uh, Georgia is at Missouri, so that's kind of your SEC matchup. Before we dive into them more, uh, Tony, tell everybody about the Tony Curry Radio Network and how they can find you. Yeah, we're starting uh, two new shows next week. we got one called Playing With House Money, and we're going to have another with uh, Dr. Brian Christine, who, of course, has just ran for District 15 as a Republican Several months ago, so he's going to be doing a show, but uh, we're super excited about that. We have a Tony Curry radio. I'm turning into a podcast production company, which is fine by me. I'll throw spaghetti wherever it'll stick, um, and it's been fantastic. we got all these wonderful shows. You can hear all those shows on the TKR app. Uh, through Android, you have to put in Tony Curry Radio. It's Curry the K or TKR on Apple, and uh, listen to us. And, of course, we have a radio station, so every podcast we do is actual show. Uh, one of your previous interns, Alex, uh, has got a show called Students of the Game that airs every single Monday through Friday at 9 a.m., along with a couple of his buddies, Gray uh, and Nick. Uh, they do a fantastic job. So check it out and just get the TKR app, and thanks for uh, giving me the opportunity to talk about it. Definitely. And it was, Brian, wait, was it Backstop or Bringing Up the Rear? What's the name of the show? <laughs> uh, it was I think it was called Behind the Curve, was it not? Behind, behind the Curve? <laughs> something like that, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, something like that. Only Dr. in, only in Alabama can you have a former Auburn coach become a senator and a former, well, he's not a former, he's still working for Urology Centers of Alabama running for office. Uh, yeah. He's got an interesting take on a lot of things political, yes. <laughs> what have you and uh, Dr. Claypo been getting into lately? Dr. Claypo is uh, i love i love seeing you guys go back and forth yeah it's great i, I love i love to speak of the urology i love to bust as you know what's too uh he is uh, just getting back right now from the st lucia islands he took his lovely bride down there for their not 25th not their 30th not their 50th but their 24th wedding anniversary i was like dude you're taking your gal to the lucia islands for your 24th you better come loaded for bear for your 25th Good gosh almighty. Uh, but he's been sending me pictures, and I'm like, stop already. I don't want to see where you're at. I'm in Birmingham, Alabama. I just keep telling him how wonderful the weather is here. Um, Jay, you were talking about these games, too, and, I, and, I, and I'm going to give you Lars Loser. You ready? Let's get it. 
Uh, I think the Bama-Arkansas game will go 80 tomorrow. <clears throat> the over-under is only 61. I'm really surprised it's as low as it is because I do think Arkansas can score on Alabama right now. Uh, I'm not saying 30 or 35. I think they can get a 24 spot, and I think Bama will run. I think this may be the week where Bama puts it all together offensively. Their wide receivers get open. Uh, we've got Bryce Young, who's finally in the pocket, and he's not overshooting guys. I think this may be the offensive juggernaut. I'm looking like a 45 to 25 kind of game, 45 to 27 kind of game. So, uh, take the over 61. You heard it only here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. Yeah, I mean, Arkansas was able to score last year. Yep. And, um, you know, they don't have necessarily the talent at wide receiver that they had last year. But, um, look, they're going to try to run the ball yep. on Alabama. They they have a big, beefy offensive line. And and I know, Jay, we'll, we'll get into kind of what how we think the game will unfold in, in the second hour. But um, I think this is going to be a real test for Alabama. Got, I a, do. Co- got a couple other upsets I want to throw at you uh, on the other side, too. Uh, and we're waiting to hear back from Mike Leach, by the way. I, I, I texted him this morning. He's like, I'm good to go. Just call me, and I'll let you know. And I'm like, okay. So usually it's about 1.15, 1.30. So if he uh, chimes in, we'll get him on as Mississippi State gets ready for that big ball game. Against A&M, a pair of 3-1 and one teams. Uh, this is kind of make or break for both those teams. 4-1 sounds a lot better than 3-2. and two. We got Andrew Bowen coming up at 1.30. So if he does... Call in, tell him 115 or 145. We got uh, Andrew talking some recruiting with us. Get his take on uh, some of the big recruits that are still out there. Alabama looking to get to about 30 in their commitment class. So they still got about six or seven more guys to go. And, uh, man, what a class this one's going to be. It could be uh, a very, very special one. And they've had a lot of them over the last uh, 15 years under Coach Saban. All right, more to come. And, uh, again, we'll break down some of those SEC matchups, even some of the big matchups as well uh, across the, uh, the the country coming up uh, in college football. Uh, tonight, uh, the matchups, you got Tulane at Houston. you got UTSA at Middle Tennessee, San Diego State at Boise State, Washington at UCLA, New Mexico at UNLV. So some of the college uh, games coming up tonight uh, starting at 6 o'clock all the way till 10 o'clock tonight. All right, hour number one in the books here on this Friday edition. Stay with us. Hour number two coming up next live from AVX. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.COM. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa. And they came over. And, man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family. Do so much for the community. But more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. 
I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. It handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205 716 whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamer. It's a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan dot letter C, letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today if you want a great lunch or a great dinner. And you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. 
You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Welcome back in hour number two here on this Friday edition. Tony Curry from the Tony Curry Radio Network in the house, as well as Lars Anderson. Matt Coulter is at the uh, track at Talladega today, getting ready for the Yellowwood 500 uh, coming up this Sunday. But a lot of events and activities uh, today, uh, tomorrow and Sunday. And I uh, saw also that they've got uh, Bubba Wallace, I think, tonight down at uh, Railroad Park for a big event uh, for mm-hmm. the uh, races coming up uh, this weekend. So a lot of things happening there. We're presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. If you're downtown, go by Top Golf. You'll love it. Family, friends, co-workers, a great time. We call it the bowling of this generation. And uh, the the food, the drinks, just the all the entertainment, as well as a lot of the events they do there, from corporate events to charitable, uh, charity, uh, charity events to uh, all types of things that uh, you can do, parties, uh, birthday parties. Bachelorette, bachelor parties, they do it at Top Golf of Birmingham. You'll love it. Also driven by Sonny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sonny King Ford. All right, guys, we got uh, Alabama and uh, Arkansas coming up uh, this week at 2.30 on uh, uh, CBS. Uh, a little bit later on as well, the uh, the Auburn Tigers and uh, LSU uh, will match up. And, uh, man, this is a big one. LSU at Auburn at 6 p.m. on ESPN. And, guys, we'll start there with uh, this game for Brian Harson. Tony, we talked about it all week and talked to a number of, of guests that uh, have, have really, you know, kind of gone back and forth on is this game uh, so, uh, I guess, meaningful for Harson that if he was to lose it, that uh, he would lose his job immediately. We saw what Agent McCarron uh, had to say, that he has sources, which a lot of us have heard, that after that Missouri game, that it was looking like if he loses that game, he's out. Uh, now that uh, AJ said that he's heard that uh, he's already out, that they're saying, look, finish the year and uh, you're gone. Um, I, I can't imagine a guy's three and one. I know he lost bad to Penn State, didn't play well against uh, this past weekend uh, against Missouri. But at the same time, uh, they, they got it done and still were able to win the game. Uh, what are your thoughts on this right now as you see Brian Harson kind of fighting for his life, not only in the offseason, but now early in the season in 2022? It's really unfortunate because, you know, I did a Facebook Live and on Tony Curry Radio as well. I was like, you know, let him go. Just fire him now. Give him his $15 million and do it respectfully. Uh, he doesn't deserve to be uh, treated the way he's been treated by the Auburn family uh, from the top on to the bottom. And, and it's a situation for him where, you know, save face for him, let him go and let him move on his way because he is a great coach. 
Uh, a good coach, maybe not a great coach yet, but he's still got plenty of uh, gas left in the tank. And much like you said, the Missouri game, if he loses that game, they're looking for a coach uh, Saturday night, early Sunday morning. I think if they win this game, obviously, I think they keep him on board and keep face. If they lose this game in a close one, I think the rumbling is going to get much louder. They are a seven-point dog at home, so they're not expected to win. But if they get beat by 14 or more, you will read it uh, Saturday night, Sunday morning. Uh, they're going to be looking for the next head coach. I, I don't, I don't see them waiting till the end of the year, and I hope they don't. If he's a, if he's a lame duck right now, let him go, let him find his way, take his fifteen million dollars and split. But I fully expect that if they lose this game against LSU this weekend, certainly first year Brian Kelly, people don't like Brian Kelly. You don't ever want to lose to LSU, not at home. If they do, I think they're probably looking for a new coach. A lot of chatter out there, which I don't believe, uh, that uh, Deion Sanders is going to be a target to be Auburn's next head coach. You buying that, Tony? No. Uh, it's, it's no, no. How about no. Hugh Freeze? Uh, well, uh, Auburn's been known uh, as a redemptive state to give uh, coaches a second chances. And there was a show cause there with this guy named Bruce Pearl, and he's turned out to be pretty good. And he hasn't stayed clean the entire time he's been there either. Um, Remember so, Ch- Chiz? He uh, was a 5-26. and 26. Remember the guy at the airport? Yeah, I sure did. 5-26? <laughs> uh, Chiznick. Yeah. I remember they calling him Chiznick. Chiznick, um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I just, you know, I'm getting to the point where, you know, 5, 10 years ago, this was a top 10 job. I don't know, and, and I forget who we had on last week, Jay, uh, was talking about, you know, I, I don't know how many agents are going to go, listen, I know this looks juicy. I know they've won a national title. I know it's Auburn, but you don't want to be part of this right now. Uh, I think there's a lot of things that need to change in management. Uh, you can't change boosters. You can't change alum. Um, and, you, Jay, you mentioned, you know, some of the changes at the top. Some of the guys who actually brought Brian Harson in uh, are gone now. Um so you know, I just I just don't think it's a very juicy situation for anybody to come in, and certainly not midseason. Um, but I would I would hope they do things right and at least let him go if he knows. I think Brian knows right now, uh, and that schedule is brutal. He's on the road with Alabama. I don't know what they're going to lose by against Georgia. Uh, and and again, I look at that Alabama Auburn game last year. They're one play away from knocking them off. So, but that's last year. Uh, it's over. Uh, and and no one wants to be with someone that don't want to be with them. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I analogize with relationships a lot, but if I'm with a woman who just continually treats me like dirt and doesn't want me around, but she's just using me, I, I don't want to be part of that relationship. So let him go. And and maybe maybe he loses this weekend, and, and maybe he gets his wish. I wonder who the, uh, if he does get fired, uh, who the interim head coach would be. I don't know. I, I guess I, I don't know. And I'm not saying Deion Sanders enough. wouldn't want this job. I don't know if he would. Well, you know, I mean, early I, you, in you know, co- he'd want Florida State, but Florida State's four and zero. Early in his collegiate career, though, coming from Jackson, I mean, I, it would be a nice stepping stone for him, uh, obviously, to go right into the SEC, uh, and it would be a splash hire because it's prime time. Uh, I don't know if he'd be successful there or not. Uh, but he just doesn't seem to be a good fit for the Auburn Tigers right now. Then again, I don't he, know he what said early on Tigers. when he went to Jackson State, he said, Here, "Here's the thing." So people asked him, "You know, would you, would you ever go here? Would you ever do this?" He said, "Look, the reason I got into this is because I got the money, I've got the fame, I've got the prestige, I've, I've done, I, I got all that outside of this. I'm going here to help support an HBCU. I want to see this program grow. I want to see this." league grow and that was kind of his message from the beginning is that i don't need the big time power five job now ego does sometimes get in the way and and the challenge and the competition the competitor in you comes out but for Deion sanders uh early on he said you know he was going to stay at jackson state 
Um, you know, maybe with their water issues they've had recently, maybe he changes uh, his mind about that. But uh, who knows? But I, I, and I even made the. I don't know if it was me last week that made the comment that you just brought up. But if, if I'm an agent, I'm just like, Mm-mm. no, we don't want to go yeah, there. No. Because look at the way they, no, they, 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 they talk family, deal, I mean. they talk all this stuff. But then, you, you know, if you're not the guy that's there and, um, you know, you're not one of Pat Dye's guys and you're, you're going to be, you know, treading water for a while until you earn that respect. And, you know, and it shouldn't be that way. I mean, it, a guy that's three and one right now. And again, I'm, I'm not, you know, Auburn fans that think whatever they want to think it's their university, it's their team. But it seemed like to me that Alabama went through this moment. And, and Tony, we talked about this in large. We have two. Where we went through this after Coach Stallings, it was like, um, and, and even right before Coach Stallings, you had two coaches. You had Ray Perkins, Bill Curry. So there was a little bit of fracture there. Then Coach Stallings was there for seven years. After that, it was like, you know, um, from Dubos to Franchoni to Mike Price to Mike Shula, you had four or five coaches in a row. And, and I always felt like in, in a program like that, coaches are like dads. So there was one generation that had a dad for 20-something years. And that was Coach Bear Bryant. Then, you know, then there was the two guys there for a little while. Then we got Coach Dawes, won a championship. He was there for seven years, won 10 games a year, 70 games. Uh, then there was a fragmentation. And when you do that, you can't build continuity inside that organization, that system. That system. When Nebraska was the best that they were they have ever been was under the leadership of Tom, Tom Osborne for a number of years. And, and for some reasons, um, universities and athletic programs and athletic directors don't – I don't know why they don't get that that you got to let a guy go in there, build his DNA, build his chemistry with his coaching staff, build the chemistry with the high school coaches, but more importantly, with the players to where they feel like there's some type of connectivity when they come back to that university for a period of time. And you've got that now for the last 15 years in Alabama with Nick Saban. What, what, what could he have possibly done wrong last year that they even investigated him? They, what, what could he have possibly done wrong that they even well, needed to all have the stuff they put an out investigation? About him I mean, yeah. he's only coached 17 games. He's 17 games. You don't bring a guy in. Of, he's 85 and 32 career-wise. The guy's the guy can coach. And I know it's in Boise State. I know it's a different league. I know it's not SEC, blah, 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 blah. But 17 games, you don't bring a guy in to, to see how he does in 17 games. I don't care if he goes 0-10 his first year, 0-11. And he didn't do that. And, and the fact that he came that close to beating Alabama last year should tell you that, hey, listen, there's some something there. The fact that he's lost two of his top quarterbacks – I mean, he's been the, the entire team's been decimated by injury all year long. I got an idea for you. How about Doctor Swade? Swade comes into the play, <laughs> and uh, this guy named Bill Clark takes over the Auburn Tigers at the end of the year. Well, see, that's I've actually that, brought that topic up to a number of people, saying, "Do you think that's why he he was able to leave uh, based on that he did have serious back issues and stuff, but it kind of gave him a, a softer out of the UAB program mm-hmm. without leaving them." And that he might be the guy mm-hmm. that they're kind of seeing in the waiting uh, for that job. And uh, a name to keep in mind: if uh, LSU throttles Auburn on Saturday, uh, and and uh, Harson gets fired, name to keep in mind for the interim job is Zach Etheridge. Uh, he was a, a team captain on Auburn's 2010 national championship team. He's in his second season coaching at Auburn. And he's their uh, secondary coach and associate head coach. Never been a coordinator, but, um, you know, who knows? I mean, uh, Mickey Joseph, who's the interim coach at Nebraska, he's never been a coordinator. Dabo Sweeney, when he was the interim coach at Clemson, he never had been a coordinator. 
So uh, keep uh, keep that name in the back of your mind, Zach Etheridge. And maybe Brian wants to coach out the rest of the season, knowing he's probably going to be let go at the end of the year. Maybe he is, and he's that kind of guy. And I'd, I'd really respect that and appreciate that. But if I'm his agent right now, I'm, I'm talking to the, to the uppers at Auburn, going, "Listen, uh, if, if you're going to fire my guy, let's just let's just get it over yeah, with. Get it you know, over it doesn't. With. There's never a good time to break up before the holidays, after the holidays, before a birthday, whatever. Let's just go ahead and, and cut throat here and, and be done with it, so my coach can go off and." Jay. and do his thing. But again, $15 million. A lot of people like fire me for $15 million. Jay, Jay, we talked about this yesterday for a little bit, but I'm curious to dig a little deeper. Why do you think there is this emerging trend of coaches being fired, not even midway through the season, but early in the season, and then putting an interim coach in there? Is it because you want the ADs want to get a head start on their coaching search and try to you know, uh, take as much time, do your due diligence, make sure you're not surprised by anything, or is it just lack of patience and and appealing to the masses of the the different fan bases? The latter, what you just said, because that that's what the, they're being pressured by the fans. Instead, just like saying sticking to their guns, um, and and again, some of these are, are hires, um, not so much with Trev, I guess, or maybe like I, Trev wasn't there, right, when they when they hired him. So, you know, with this situation, the president or, or the uh, you know, Auburn is without an AD right now, right? Or they got an interim AD, I guess. Yeah. But um, with Green being out, um, you know, it, it's too early. I mean, especially with, with Harts. I mean, Coach Stallings was 0-3 his first year at Alabama. Tony uh, was on a billboard uh, for those three weeks and mm-hmm. uh, until Coach Stallings won. Uh, the next year, we go 11-1 and after that first year, which was very tough. We had a big win over Auburn at Legion Field in 1990. We go 11-1 and one after that one loss we had against Florida. I think that was the second game of the year. We didn't lose a game for 31 straight games after that. Um, and yep. he built in his DNA. He got rid of guys, got, got his system in place, recruited in the right players uh, to, to run his system and, and had an unbelievable run. We should I mean, I think we should have won two or three national championships during that time, um, especially in 94. We lost by one point to Florida uh, in the SEC title game. We'd have played for the championship that year. But, um, you know, it, it, I don't know. I, I just think it's crazy. Hey, Zach Etheridge, where did he get his start in coaching, guys? Mm. Began his career as a graduate assistant coach I don't know. <laughs> at Penn State under head coach Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. There you go. Is that crazy? Yeah. Mm. I think Bill O'Brien will be a head coach somewhere. Uh, and, by, and, by the way, he's on the, the short list at Nebraska. He could go wherever he wants right now. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Got more to come. Uh, some of the other big uh, SEC games as well as national matchups coming up this weekend. Tony's always got some good over and unders and predictions and all that kind of stuff. So get a second mortgage. Listen to Tony Curry. He'll make you rich. This is the Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. When you're an innovative business, every blinking cursor, every blank page is an opportunity. What will you do with it? Will you make something better? Clear and cool tonight, the low 51. Tomorrow and Sunday, lots of sunshine both days. Highs between 77 and 80. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 78 degrees in Tuscaloosa. 
Vegas at 1.30, and look forward to that. And uh, our recruiting analyst, specialist here from Batman Insider on 3 Media, and uh, get his take on all things Crimson Tide recruiting and a really great class that they've got uh, so far. I think about seven, six or seven more commitments. They'll get to about 29 or 30 for this class. Uh, so uh, really great stuff he brings to us each and every week. All right, uh, Tony or Lars, any big matchup you guys are watching this weekend or one that really intrigues you? Yeah, uh, first time we mentioned this uh, on uh, Tuesday or Wednesday when I was up here. The first time in 89 years that both Tennessee and Kentucky are 4-0 to start the season, which is crazy. I think the Kentucky Ole Miss game is really, really interesting. A pair of 4-0 teams and obviously a top 15 matchup for both 7th Kentucky and 14th for Ole Miss. So this could be one of those games where no one's taking Kentucky lightly anymore. And obviously if... Stoops can get it done on the road uh, in the Grove. I think that would be really impressive. I think Michigan's going to get it all against Iowa. I think Iowa's going to give them everything they got. The Iowa defense is some of the worst Big Ten defense football to ever watch because if they give up seven points, it's amazing. Their defense is killer. Michigan's only favored by 10.5 in that game. Uh, Jay, you brought it up earlier, FSU. uh, They're 4-0. Is this the old FSU? Is this your daddy's FSU? They're a seven-point favorite against the 3-1 Wake Forest team that was in the top 25 going to this past weekend. Uh, You talked about the LSU-Auburn game, which I think is really, really interesting. Clemson got by by the hair of their chinny-chin-chin this past week. uh, and should not have won that game. Yeah, and there's your only top 10 matchup. NC State, number 10, against uh, Clemson, number 5. Um, and I think that uh, number for Clemson is a little overinflated, but I don't know who else would be taking that number 5 spot. They're favored by 7 points. And, of course, our UAB Blazers are back getting after it on the road against Rice. Uh, they're 2-1. and one. Uh, They're a 10-point favorite on the road against uh, Rice, 2-2. Uh, two and two. But, yeah, I, in the A&M Mississippi State game, I think is really interesting, too, a pair of 3-1s. and ones. Um, I'm Oklahoma not State, Baylor's good Mississippi State. Yeah, that's yeah. a great game, too. Yeah, there's, there's, there's some good games, some great games. Yeah, I, I'm especially intrigued with Clemson, North Carolina State. And, um, look, I, I think uh, DJ Ngulalale has uh, really improved. He's, he's, he's revamped his whole game this year, and he's already thrown for more touchdown passes in four games than he did the entirety of last season. But going against the Wolfpack, right? They are uh, they've allowed the fewest points per game in the ACC, and they're second in the league against the rush, third against the pass. So it's a pretty intriguing offensive defensive matchup, and this will be a, a, a test for Clemson. And if Clemson passes mm-hmm. this test, you look at their schedule. I mean, they it's clear, yeah, it's clear, it's clear, clear sailing. sailing. And let's uh, not forget, we got five games tonight: a pair of four nos in Washington, UCLA later on tonight. An mm-hmm. old splashback from the old Pac-12 days. It should be very interesting. Are you liking that one? Uh, and, and Washington the, giving up three real, on the road. Real quick, yeah, real quick before Washington. you go there, because I want to stay on that Clemson real quick. I know because I'm going to move on, but I want I don't want to go back to it. Um, Georgia Tech, Furman, La Tech, Wake Forest. Now Wake Forest was mm-hmm. number 21, right? I mean, or they were you know in the top 25. Uh, 51-45, they barely get past Wake Forest in that game. This is Clemson now. I, again, you, you just stated it. North Carolina, it's their only matchup this year. Yep. You're right. And they're, I mean, it's they, crazy. they've had this game so long I mean, Miami, Miami may yeah. be, right? Notre, Notre Dame will be somewhat. Well, uh, well, well you know, maybe. I guess Florida State um, as far as kind of, I don't know. I mean, it's the next two weeks will tell us a lot about them. North Carolina State and Florida State, um, if they can get past them. But you were talking about DJ and the numbers he's put up. No wonder he's put up those numbers. Look who they're playing. <laughs> You're right. No, that, that, that's true. Um, but, 
I mean, as of right now, you would say that Clemson has the clearest path to the college football playoffs than any team in the country. Based on their schedule. Even, yes. Yeah, based on their schedule. Uh, not not based on how they've played, but based on who, who they are going to play. They're a seven or eight win team if they're in the SEC. Yeah, they're Kentucky, a, Kentucky beats Clemson right they're now. They're a middle of the road yeah. SEC Kent, team. Arkansas probably beats Clemson right now. Just based on how they're playing. Yeah. And and the one thing that that, that, that Dabo's done a fantastic job and he did it last year. You remember how ugly they were in the, the beginning of the season? They start gelling, man. He 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 takes the best of what he's got. He, and he does. makes the yep. most of it for sure. That's why he's a great coach because they looked really ugly early last year and somehow pulled off a successful season. So uh, he's in for the long haul, but I mean, listen. These, I don't want to see them do these bad. Alabama's. I, so when, when I say this, yeah. I don't want to see them do bad because I want to see my teammate do bad. But I don't. I, I kind of don't want to see them do as well as they've done in the past because I want him to think I can't get it done at Clemson. If I'm going to be the best or one of the best ever, I got to go back to Alabama. Yep. <laughs> at some uh, point, maybe onto something there, man. Yeah. Yeah, there's just not many teams right now. All I can think of is is Georgia and Alabama, and maybe Ohio State, where they can just absolutely be decimated by the draft. Georgia had five defensive players go in the first and second round, and and everyone thought their defense was going to be suspect, and they looked better than they did last year. You just don't. <laughs> they see... didn't look great last week. No, they did not. But they did. I, it was almost like they weren't paying attention. Yeah, uh, they they were looking down the road. I think, but uh, it's easy to get distracted. Yeah, yeah. Um, All right, we got I, Andrew. You might be able to throw Michigan in there too. Yeah, Michigan's that's a good, a good one. Team. Yeah, yeah. Andrew Bone coming up next. Let's get to him. Bam Insider on three media. We'll talk recruiting, some Alabama's latest commits, as well as guys they're looking to, and some of the holes they want to fill. And what's already an outstanding uh, recruiting class, ranked uh, number one in most all the recruiting polls out there. So we'll get to Andrew Bone coming up next here on the other side, live from AVX. We'll be back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205 205- 
909-209-7373 and schedule an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at Williford Chiropractic and Wellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. It handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205 716 Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. And always great to have him on and give us an update on all things recruiting. Andrew, hope you had a great week so far. I can't believe it's already Friday, but, uh, man, welcome in. I appreciate it. How you guys doing today? Man, doing well, doing well. Um, I, I guess just as you do always, run run down, give us an update of kind of where Alabama's at and uh, maybe some things or, or, or players that they're they're looking at, but some of the latest commitments. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, Alabama's still sitting at the uh, number one spot in the overall uh, team recruiting rankings, according to On3 Sports. Uh, player consensus rankings, the team consensus rank- rankings, which averages uh, all the websites, On3, 24-7, rivals, and obviously On3. So uh, come up with the ranking, and Alabama is comfortably sitting uh, in that number one spot. And I, I'd be surprised if, if that changes uh, anytime soon. You know, there's a lot of guys that, 
they're still going after you know most of these guys. You know they're still heavily recruiting or you know five stars, you know top one hundred type players. So you know I think they're only going to add uh, you know more talent to this you know already stacked and very impressive class. Uh, the recent commitments happened last week: uh, Jordan Renault, Jalen Hill. You know, so probably going to see a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a break uh, as far as uh, commitments are concerned. Now, you know, we are very close to the Texas A&M matchup next weekend in T-Town, so uh, that's kind of the game that everybody has circled as far as planning to attend official visits. Uh, we're going to see so many different recruits from all across the country, and a lot of Alabama's big name targets that uh, haven't been to Tuscaloosa this season are, are planning on coming to Alabama. Uh, next weekend, including Cormani McLean, the number one cornerback in the country. You've got uh, Keon Keeley, the top edge rusher uh, in the country, also going to visit um, you know, many, many more uh, elite recruits expected in town next weekend for that uh, for that matchup. And we'll have a complete you know, breakdown on uh, on Bama Insider. Uh, we already have a sneak peek of all the visitors who are uh, who are planning on coming uh, on there right now. So gonna be a big weekend that's kind of what we've been waiting on because you know we've seen uh you know alabama have three home games uh utah state louisiana monroe vanderbilt not a lot of not a lot of big names in town but we did see a few uh decide to make their trip to uh to tuscaloosa last weekend that included uh five stars james smith and quay russo the top two recruits in the state of alabama who both remain uh uncommitted at this time so i thought Getting both of those guys on campus when it wasn't you know, necessarily a big game uh, was good because you got a chance to spend a little bit more time with them. Coach Stabman got uh, you know, to spend uh, you know, as much time as he possibly could you know, rather than next weekend when Texas A&M comes into town. You have you know a hundred plus recruits, you know probably uh, 30, 40 guys that that you're really going after in the 2023, 2024 even some 2025 recruits who are going to be in town next weekend. So good to get those guys on campus. There was also some uh, top juniors who were in town, including uh, Edric Houston, number 24 overall player in the country, edge rusher uh, out of uh, Buford High School. We've seen uh, Alabama have some success uh, over at Buford the last couple of years. And then uh, also Desmond Rick, uh, the top cornerback in the country in, uh, in 2024. So it was good to, uh, to get those guys on campus again, spend some time with them. Uh, but you know, as as we know, you know, the complete focus really is on this 2023 class and trying to you know, figure out who are going to be you know the uh, the last few guys that are going to join uh, this group. You know, currently sitting at 23 commitments. I've been saying for a while that I think you know they are you know very interested in signing up to 30 guys uh, in this class, and uh, I think they'll get there. Um, you, know, you look at the offense side of the ball. There's not a lot of Guys that they're still recruiting on offense, just because they've really loaded up, um, you know, over the summer on that side of the ball. I mean, they they're pretty full at quarterback with two commitments, pretty full at running back with two commitments. They have two, uh, um, excuse me, they have three wide receiver commitments now, and they have five offensive line commitments and one tight end commitment. So, I think the one position that we can, you know, as far as on offense, that we can still probably see someone join uh the ties classes on off is on uh is, is at wide receiver and um and they're gonna have a big name uh in town next weekend guy that they really like a lot camps uh in tuscaloosa during the summer and that's jaron hamilton 
uh, out of Gainesville. Um, they really like him a lot. You know, feel like he's got great speed. Uh, and like I said, even though they have three wide receiver commitments, still would uh, wouldn't mind taking one more. And uh, he's certainly a guy that's very high on their their list. Now, defense is a little different because a lot of defensive linemen still out there, still in the fold. Uh, you know, James Smith just came off of his uh, visit to Alabama. He's going to get back to Tuscaloosa a couple more times uh, throughout the season, but also not going to make a decision until uh, until December. You got uh, Dave and Hobbs, uh, who's a five-star D lineman from North Carolina. Uh, he's going to visit uh, Alabama next weekend. Uh, he's already visited uh, two or three times already. Uh, so there's definitely a lot of interest uh, from Dave and Hobbs. Um, you know, we're still kind of waiting to see what's going to happen with some of these other uh, guys who are committed elsewhere, like Kelby Collins. Uh, he'll be coming in next weekend for the game. Uh, he's still committed to Florida, but uh, we know Alabama's still recruiting him. You know, Peter Woods committed to Clemson. You know, will he decide to make a visit to Alabama at some point this season? We'll just kind of have to wait and see. But, you know, there's, you know, linebackers, in my opinion, they'll sign, you know, Maybe two more. Maybe it could be three. There's there's a lot of guys out there. And you have Keon Keeley. You know, when we're talking about edge rushers, you know, we kind of in, we include those. Uh, you know, we we include those guys in the linebacker groups. Keon Keeley, uh, Quay Russo. Um, you know, those are two guys that I, I could easily see uh, in the ties class. Uh, Arian Carter, who received an offer um, from Alabama a couple weeks ago out of Smyrna, Tennessee. Another guy that. You know, could easily see uh, in Alabama's class, and then uh, you know, defensive back wise, still looking for at least one more corner in this class. I don't think they would turn down two if they could get the right two, uh, but I, I definitely think that um, that's a priority position for them, and they're still looking. They're going to get Cormani McLean on campus next weekend. Uh, Texas commitment Malik Muhammad is going to visit uh, on October the twenty second, and then. Uh, they're also going to have a, um, a very intriguing prospect in town next weekend, uh, Tyler Scott uh, out of Georgia. He's currently committed to Arkansas State, but we've seen uh, his offer list kind of grow uh, over the last uh, over the last month or so, and I you know, wouldn't be surprised if um, if he gets one from Alabama at some point. Okay, Andrew. <laughs> oh, wow. En- encyclopedic knowledge. That's amazing. That is incredible. Hey, y'all get all um, that. Can you repeat it, please? You're you're amazing, man. (laughs) Did you take a breath? I mean, I was like, wow, that's crazy. Um, All right, so first off, I got two quick ones for you, or or one quick one, one longer one. Uh, Keon (laughs) Keeley, you suggested about a month ago that this kid was Alabama bound. Are you surprised that he hasn't committed yet? No, um, you know, we kind of knew that, you know, when he decommitted from Notre Dame, you know, he was always planning on taking some visits before making that decision. And we, and he had all, he had planned an official visit to Alabama on October the 8th when Alabama hosted Texas A&M. That was always kind of the plan. And the plan for him was to wait until after that visit before he made a final decision. Now, he's taken a couple trips to Ohio State since then, and I think Ohio State has made a big move for him. Now, have they overtaken Alabama? I don't think that's the case, but I do think they are in it a lot more uh, now than they were a month ago. Uh, you know, Florida's still in it, but I'll be surprised if he ends up in Florida. Even though he grew up a Florida fan, uh, I still think you know this decision is going to come down between Alabama and Ohio State. 
when he makes it to Tuscaloosa next weekend for that game and he's around all these commitments and all the guys that, uh, he knows really well, uh, you know, the coaching staff that's been recruiting him for a long time, you know, I just feel like, you know, it, it could be a, uh, it could be a done deal after next weekend. All right. And, and, uh, I really want to understand the backstory of uh, wide receiver Malik Benson, who is the top JUCO wide receiver in the country. Uh, he's from Hutchinson, Kansas. Went to Hutchinson Junior Junior College, which is a really good junior college. But first question: When was the last time Nick Saban signed a kid from Kansas? <laughs> you know, uh, I'm going to stump you. I'm determined. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who was? It? Who was it? All right. Well, all right. I, 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 I'll look it up, but um, <laughs> I but, don't know. No, I don't. I figured Andrew would know. Andrew knows all. But uh, just so when, coming out of high school, he didn't. He didn't even have a single star. And now, uh, after spending some time at Hutchinson Community College, he's suddenly the top wide receiver to our top JUCO player. In the class of 2023, uh, are you surprised that uh, by his development and, and what kind of player is he? Well, you know, he's one of these you know four four type players. I mean, he's six foot one, you know, 180 pounds. Um, you know, I think he set the the national JUCO record for um, yards per reception last year. I think it was you know something ridiculous. It was like 20. You know, 26 yards per reception, something crazy like that. He had over 1,200 yards uh, receiving um, his freshman year. You know, the biggest thing was with uh, Malik is he, you know, and he was, he's pretty open and honest about it. He just didn't have the grades, didn't have the grades coming out of high school, uh, knew that, and uh, you know, knew that he had to go the JUCO route, so really kind of focused on um, just you know, perfecting his craft as a high school player, but then, you know, not really – paying much, uh, you know, focus on the recruiting aspect because he was going the JUCO route. And, you know, I think there was a lot of schools that said, hey, you know, we like you. And he even told me, he said, you know, there was about 10 or 12 schools, not really any big-name schools. There were, it wasn't Alabama, Ohio State, to the world, or Georgia's. But um, but some other schools had reached out to him and, you know, just told him, hey, you know, get your grades in order. You know, we're going to be there when, uh, when you do. So he gets his – Gets his grades kind of in line, and uh, you know then, then ends up blowing up. So uh, you know he ends up turning into a uh, you know, pretty special uh, football player, and um, you know definitely somebody that Alabama is extremely excited about because you know like I said he is a JUCO player. He's got a you know he's in his second year of JUCO right now. He's going to graduate in December. He's going to enroll at Alabama in January. So he's going to have a great chance to uh, to potentially come in and contribute. Obviously, Alabama's got some great. Uh, young talent at the wide receiver position, but uh, this is a uh, this is another special done. I wouldn't be surprised if we see him, um, you know, starting next year in Tuscaloosa. Andrew Bone from BamaInsider.com on Three Sports. Andrew J Bone on Twitter joins us here on the J Barker Radio Network from one bone to another bone. Can I, I say real have, quick? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think he may be the first Kansas kid to yeah. come to uh, Tuscaloosa in the Saban era. There you go. Okay. All right, then, if they're, if they're big old boys, bring him in. Speaking of big old boys, I just got a text from a friend of mine. He sent, us a, uh, he sent this question. I wanted to read it to you, and I've always wanted this. He sent me a picture of a kid who's 5'11", 230, 
from the Chelsea Little League. He's eight years old. He's about a foot and a half taller than every other kid on, on I don't know if you've seen this kid or not. Um, tell me briefly how the recruiting process works for, I'm talking really underclassmen. Uh, when you've got a kid that's 12, 13, 14, 15, and I've seen USC give scholarships to 12-year-olds. I've seen uh, other schools do this as well. But when you're talking about a kid that's not even remotely close to being out of high school, how does that recruiting process work? Well, I typically tell those parents to uh, let their kids be uh, high school students for a little bit or let them be uh, junior high students for a little bit, and then they can call, contact me later on. But as far as um, you know, as far as Alabama uh, and uh, some of these big schools, because we've seen some big offers happen for, for guys who are in eighth grade. We saw that with Dylan Moses. We've seen that mm-hmm. uh, you know, with a lot of different recruits through the years. And you know, a lot of the time when you extend that offer, it's – it's never a committable offer. You know, you you don't get those committable offers until a little bit later on, until at least after your sophomore year. You know, sometimes they'll take early commitments, but it, it doesn't it doesn't happen too often because you want to evaluate these guys, you want to watch them, but you know, at the same time, you also want to be that first school that offered the kid and and you know open that relationship and open that door for them. Uh, but you know, a lot of times, you know, they're really not going to press hard for any of these kids until after their um, their sophomore year. You know, kind of what we're seeing in the junior class right now, you know, you start, it opened, the, the door is open for juniors on September the 1st of their junior year for coaches to start contacting them directly. Now, have they had contact with coaches before that? Absolutely. You know, they can reach out to coaches, they can, you know, text them. But as far as coaches contacting them and getting in touch and, you know, that kind of stuff, that doesn't happen until September the 1st. So, you know, I know Alabama, I know Nick Saban doesn't like to take a lot of early commitments because a lot of times, as we've seen in the past, you know, a lot of those guys haven't panned out, um, you know, a year or two later. You know, they may be, uh, you may end up seeing those guys end up flipping or going somewhere else. A lot of times, uh, a lot of times it's an Alabama decision or if it's a, or it's a Georgia decision or, or whoever it may be, just because those guys, you know, didn't develop and didn't turn out the way that uh, they were hoping for. It's kind of crappy, <laughs> I mean, in, in a way, uh, just because you commit to a program. But, you know, Alabama and these top programs around the country are watching you, evaluating you, uh, you know, every single day, and they're making sure that you're doing the right things both on and off the field. Uh, but, you know, the whole, you know, getting recruited as a freshman, as as an eighth grader, I mean, it's just it's kind of ridiculous. But, um uh, of course, you have to follow it. You have to cover it because uh, these schools are offering these kids. But most of the time, uh, they're not going to be able to actually commit to a program uh, until um, until at least after their sophomore year, when there's a little bit more film and a little bit more evaluation, and you know, coaches get a chance to see you in person. Because you know, pretty much every kid, at least at Alabama, they have to come to camp. They have to get. They have to work out in front of Nick Saban, or they have to uh, do some sort of drill in front of Coach Saban before uh, Alabama would actually take a commitment from them. Andrew J Bone is at Andrew the letter J Bone, and that is his Twitter account. And he's with Bam Insider on Three Media and does a terrific, terrific job covering the Crimson Tide. Andrew, have a great weekend and a big game for Alabama at Arkansas on CBS two thirty start. But uh, thank you for your time. Anytime, guys. Y'all have a great weekend. Uh, you too, my man. Andrew Bone, again, Bam Insider on 3 Media with us each week, giving us an update and recruiting for the Crimson Tide. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up hour number two on this Friday edition.
You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious... Clear and cool tonight, the low 51. For tomorrow and Sunday, lots of sunshine both days. Highs between 77 and 80. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 79 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Barker, Matt's got the day off. He's out at Talladega working the race. Yellowwood, uh, Yellowwood, not yellow, Yellowwood. Uh, 500 coming up this weekend. A lot of activities as well. I think uh, down at Railroad Park tonight with Bubba Wallace. I saw that earlier. And that, uh, a lot of activities all throughout the weekend. Getting ready for the big race on Sunday. South Carolina took care of uh, South, South Carolina State 50-10. to 10, But coming up tomorrow morning, 11 a.m., Kentucky at Ole Miss on ESPN. Then it's Alabama at Arkansas, 2.30 on CBS. Texas A&M, number 17, at uh, Mississippi State at 3 p.m. on the SEC Network. Uh, then you've got uh, LSU at Auburn. That's going to be at 6 o'clock on ESPN. Then Georgia at Missouri, 6.30 p.m. on the SEC Network. October the 2nd on Sunday is Eastern Washington at Florida. That's 11 a.m. on the SEC Network as well. So a lot uh, going on uh, throughout the weekend. And uh, I know Florida kind of moving things around based on the weather coming in this weekend as well. But uh, a lot uh, going to be happening there for them. And our thoughts and prayers continue to go out to all the families and people that have been affected by Hurricane uh, Ian and just devastation, especially guys in that Fort uh, Myers uh, and all that area right there uh, on the coast. Amazing. Uh, just the destruction. Yeah, it's com- Fort Walton's completely gone. Completely gone. Uh, I know we just have a, a, about two minutes here, a minute and a half. Tony, your prediction for how the Alabama-Arkansas game is going to unfold final score? Uh, I'm going um, 50-24, I think, uh, and, and I'm not going so much against uh, the spread here because only if everybody was 14-and-a-half, not 17-and-a-half, but I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. For some I don't know why. Maybe it's because it's, 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 we're into the fifth week of the season. I have a feeling that Alabama's offense is going to finally show the way it should. I'm not talking about the Utah State teams throwing games. I'm talking about a team playing a good football team. And I think Utah Arkansas's State. defense, which ranks somewhere between 77th and 80th in the country, I guess the pass and the run, I think Alabama may have their way with them. I think Alabama's been licking their chops and waiting to play somebody really good. Outside Texas, obviously, that was kind of scary. But SEC play should be very, very interesting. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go uh, 50 to 24. Real quick, Auburn, LSU, your prediction. Uh, I'm going to go LSU 24-10. I think they win by 14. I think Brian Harson's uh, asking for his way out. I'm with you on both of those. Jay, you think, Ar- you think Arkansas is going to pull off the upset, Jay? <laughs> Are you there? <laughs> I couldn't hear anything. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, my, I, everything went, did y'all go dead? Everything went dead on my end. So uh, No. But, uh, I, I, good, uh, yeah. Y'all have a great weekend. I just, I, I, I just asked you if Arkansas is going to pull off the upset. 
No, not at all. I think Alabama will exploit that <laughs> that uh, secondary. Thanks to all the guys at Tide 100.9 FM. Thanks to Josh Smith, our producer, and all of you for listening. We'll see you on. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often 